Welcome to Tears of a Clown. I'm Liv and this is episode 12. Today has had just weirdness surrounding it for the entirety of it. I got my hair hacked off by a lady who was quite possibly one of the rudest people I've ever met. By the way, I did not go in for a haircut, but she told me that I needed to get my hair cut. She was very aggressive. I didn't, I didn't fight back because I was a little nervous. It was a whole thing. I went and got my stomach tattooed and I was walking into the shop and some woman in an orange vest told me I needed to put on more clothes like she was the sidewalk police. Uh, so that was, that turned into a lot. Um, I ended up sitting by someone who knew someone that I just started talking to recently. It, it was just a whole thing. It, it was just uncomfortable. And, um, but I made it through. I'm here. It wasn't the worst day, but I'm going to stay inside the house for the rest of the day. So today we're going to talk about the homie to hookup and hookup to homie pipeline. Now, especially for those who are open um, or ethically non-monogamous, casually always dating, mostly single, it's really easy when you meet new people, especially if you find them attractive, to first have some type of romantic thoughts and or maybe a more intimate um, relationship with them to kick it off. Now, I will say we're all different in the way that we show trepidation or not when we're getting to know someone or showing interest towards them. But for me personally, that has been the case. If I meet someone and I hit it off with them, doesn't matter who they are, what they're doing. If I like them, I like them. And I'm willing to explore that to some extent. Now, I think it's the easiest thing to just like someone and have attraction to them. To actually, you know, care about someone, to actually respect someone, to trust someone, that takes a hell of a lot more work. So when you just, hey, I like this person, they're cool, you don't add too much thought to it. It's kind of like, okay, I'm going to try this out and see where it goes. So in my experiences, I've met people through single summers and, uh, you know, cold winters, whatever. And uh, I have oftentimes felt a clicker or a spark at some level. Now, what ends up happening with these situations is they don't have to necessarily be a hookup, but there's some romantic interest showing there or, you know, some level of playfulness that could lead to more. And then other times, yeah, it's, it's just straight up start getting involved with that person and see where it goes. Once I know someone's not for me, I am very good about just kind of sharing that with them to to my best ability and more than anything, ensuring that we keep a friendship after. Now, there are some people you get involved with and you're like, dude, I, <laughs> I could go the rest of my life without talking to you or you're really not one of my type of people. We just happen to have this experience. But when you meet great ones, you want to keep them around. So I've found myself in this situation a lot and I was recently talking to a friend of mine who I go to for um, different appointments for my like body and skin. And she was also telling me how, you know, she's totally okay with someone dating someone she's had as an ex even or hooked up with. And we were kind of going back and forth on why we feel that this is so normal to us. And I think we really came down to the same conclusion. It comes down to uh, intellectually making someone your property. So really putting a person to your own intellectual property list. Like that is, you thought it first, you wanted it first, you owned it first, you almost created it in your head. So imagining someone else jumping into something that you feel you have ownership over is really unsettling. And I want to say this doesn't make any person who tends to react this way wrong or, um, you know, underdeveloped or 
anything like that. I don't want to insinuate that. It's just interesting because I see it's kind of two sides in the road. I've had friends who are like, absolutely not. They could have talked to someone for a month and they don't want you anywhere near them. They're like, nope, that's a person I have a past with. And that's their boundary. And that's kind of how they feel. Now, where this gets a little difficult is um, we can't actually treat people like they are our intellectual property. (laughs) That's not how being a human works. So Sometimes we forget, we we don't look past ourselves enough to be able to say, okay, I had this connection with this person and for whatever reason it didn't work out. Sometimes it's not the funnest reason. Sometimes it's kind of a bummer, right? But they're in my greater atmosphere and that means that they potentially are going to get connected on some level to someone else in my atmosphere. So what does that mean for me? How do I sit with this? How do I, you know, communicate this to the close close people to me so they understand where my feelings are and kind of going from there. So I know with my best friends, it's very clear they all know like my person that it would just break me if anybody that I knew got involved with. It just it just would not be okay. It'd be very hurtful for me. But at the same time, when it comes down to it, if that person wanted someone in my life and someone in my life wanted them, I really can't stop them, right? I can have my own feelings towards it, but I can't stop them. Now, if someone I went out with even earlier this year and one of my friends I see around town like hanging out or like a casual acquaintance, I'm like, cool, have fun, go at it, right? It didn't work between us for a reason. And more so, I think the ripple effect of this is sometimes when people get partners and they have like a hookup to homie um, situation with their partner and they see that their partner is friends with someone that they were involved with once, they get very... uh, upset, intimidated, uncomfortable, you know, any of those words, right? Just like maybe even feel disrespected, which I don't think is unreasonable. I understand, especially when you've had experiences of your own with hooking up with someone, any anything in that umbrella, right? And then you kind of apply that to the situation of your partner. So you go, well, hold on, because my thing was like this. So if you two were like this, right? The, the level of um, strength of connection, the um, experiences exchanged, all that stuff. You might be like, no, 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 no. This doesn't feel right. I'm not friends with this person. You shouldn't be homies with this person. So we'll kind of copy and paste our own experiences, which can lead to more damage than good. Or we just feel like it's an imminent threat to our relationship. So sitting there like they're still friends with this person they like had this like hookup or fling with and you know we're together is this a backup plan is this person going to try and make a move on my partner I don't know this person right I don't have a relationship with them I just know my partner and so especially for a more anxious type it's certainly understandable how those feelings can arise and I think it's our job um, as individuals to sit and actually look at circumstances and really take them on a case-by-case basis so I think where there's smoke there's fire I always say this. I've been involved with a guy who every single girl that he was friends with, it was his friend. But then I found out that he was sleeping with them for uh, various amounts of time. And more than that, when he would say that it was his friends, it didn't actually seem like they had any... um, real life experiences together. It didn't really seem like there was any solid foundations there. Like they didn't actually know him well, weren't connected to, you know, his greater circle in his life. And more than anything, it just looked like a carousel of women that were giving him attention. And I wasn't going to limit him from talking to any of the people he was talking to, but I did kind of 
note that and and understand my discomfort with it and it was funny enough because he ended up cheating on me with one of those friends and so I think in that circumstance I could kind of look and what I could have done differently was be like what is the motive here and the motive could have been as simple as which I believe it was um this person really, really likes attention to a degree in which they will never be satisfied with the attention they're receiving ever. That's why they're collecting more, right? It's like collect, <laughs> collecting beanie babies, okay? So n nothing's ever going to satiate that need for that consistent attention. So if I had analyzed that in the time that I was with this person, I would have realized really quickly it wasn't going to be um, the right fit for me. And he could have gone on collecting all he wants and I wouldn't have been, you know, affected by being involved with someone like that. Now, I've also been with people who do have, you know, a couple people. It's like, ah, we had a thing and we're homies and they're into the same stuff, right? They have mutual friends. That's a huge one. So when they go to social events, that person's there. They're into the same art and the same, you know, music and the same clothing and all kinds of stuff like that. They, they have some of the same value systems. At that point, it definitely makes a little sense and especially Especially if you're seeing someone in a like an open range, then it, it it's kind of nice to keep the peace, right? And you have to define those boundaries in your own relationship of what's okay to you and what's not, because everybody's gonna be different. Some folks are gonna be like, I'm cool with you being cool with this person, but like I'm not, I don't want you texting it up, you know, none, none of that kind of stuff, right? So I think you really do need to look at it on a case by case basis. Now, I certainly can understand why someone would be puzzled by my own standing, because fact of the matter is the people I have been involved with, I tend to and I really do live by this like and anyone in my life could attest to this. When someone loses the romantic value to me, they do not lose the rest of their value. In fact, they gain more value oftentimes because I'm able to see them through a different lens. So that whole, you know, thing in me that we always joke about, like the, my whole love kink, I can kind of get past that, right? In my hot person thing. And I can really focus more inward on the person and integrate them in my life. So sometimes it's almost a process of elimination for me. It's like, okay, now I know for sure there's nothing between us, great, and I can keep going forward. So if I don't have that uh, involvement with somebody any longer, they don't suddenly lose value to me, especially if I think they're a great person. Then it's like, I'm gonna, not only am I going to try to integrate you in my life, I'm going to, depending on what your wants and needs are, most people would like to meet someone or they're not opposed to it. I'm going to find you someone to meet. So some of my <laughs> closest friends are now set up with people that I was previously involved with, if only for a blink of an eye. And it was because I recognized that person was so special. And I look at the people that are more sacred to me and I'm like, whoa, hold on a second. And I always joke about this. I love being a matchmaker. I'm waiting for relationship number five. I've got four under my belt now. The fifth one is going to be like my m milestone of I'm like, I'm the best matchmaker. All very happy relationships. Um, shameless plug there. I'm very humble. I don't know if you can tell. Uh, so <laughs> I, you know, for me, I'm like, whoa, hold on. And I have this Rolodex of people that I met through socializing and dating everything else. And then I can look at one of the people in my life, look at this person that I've experienced and spent some time with and go, this could be a match. And sometimes it's very uncomfortable for the people that I know to be like, wait, hold on a second. You like, we're dating this person. It's like, no, it's, it's, 
It's really not that deep. It's really not that big of a deal. And most of the time when they get past it, it ends up working out really well. Or it's something we can joke about later. It's like, oh yeah, it wasn't a match or it wasn't a fit. And we're both like, cool, neither of us want that person then. Or neither of us are going to work out with that person. Um, so much so that if I meet someone and I'm just talking to them, I had one of my closest friends over here the other day. She stayed the night and I was texting someone and I'm like, oh yeah, I showed her a picture. I was like, really good looking guy, super has his life together. And I was like, you two should actually meet. And she's like, what are you talking? about I'm like we haven't went on a date and it's not I'm not like sitting here convinced that this is the love of my life like go out with him you know I'm I, we'll we'll all socialize we'll all get some drinks and the natural chemistry will go where it's supposed to go and uh, you know I see that some folks would be like absolutely not no thank you live enjoy your free love I'm I'm good kicking it over here but I have seen so many benefits to that approach and what I will say is if you genuinely um, respect and, and like, or growing respect for, should I say, and, and, and enjoy and like and regard someone that you've been involved with, there's nothing to say that you need to kick that person out of your life because it stopped working out, right? And unless I feel that they've disrespected you, um, you know, done something, I always say this, like the, something unkind or cruel, then that's, you can't recover from, like, why, why does that person have to be out of your life? And what I will say, this doesn't always work. I'm a huge fan of exposure therapy, okay? I've done exposure therapy. I had a really, really bad phobia of flying. I still don't love flying. I'm not the first person to um, jump on a trip to fly. It's just like, I'm going to Vegas in a couple weeks, going to LA in a couple weeks. I, I'm just like, okay, I'll fly. It's a, it's a short flight, right? But what I will say is I ex had to expose myself to it. And eventually it was not this big bad monster or this really painful or scary thing for me so sometimes if something doesn't work out with someone where this this has been like such a blessing for me I have done that exposure type therapy I have a friend who we've had several different experiences where we were involved not involved involved and it was it was never something that even made it to like what could be real right like it was like few hangouts whatever but i had developed feelings for him after some time and um you know what i finally realized was like i just i just wasn't his person he could have been my person like he could have been one of my people should i say i definitely think i i would have been happy dating him but you know for him it just didn't work out that way and so i remember thinking like ah oh, this sucks that he doesn't want to date me but i loved having him in my life and i care about him so i just started hanging out with him as a friend. And we would talk about, you know, the things we were going through with our exes or life or career and like just really real stuff. And yes, I would sit there and be like, he's super hot, okay? He's, he's never gonna stop being hot. It's okay to have hot friends. But what I did was I exposed and exposed and exposed myself to seeing him regularly, talking to him regularly, that it took away this like appeal that I had placed on him. And eventually he just became my friend. And now he's just my friend, my good looking friend. And I care about him and I, I want him to be happy. And I, I, I love seeing him progress in his life. So I think that at times you do have to try that approach. Sometimes it doesn't always work. Uh, and I understand, I don't, I don't want to give that as blanket advice to everybody. Just do some exposure therapy with the person you have strong feelings for. Um, but sometimes it does take a bit of an adjustment to understand that, hey, you know, like this isn't going to work out, but I want this person in my life and I, I want them to be the homie. So I'm going to start taking these steps to make that happen. Now, what I think is really important here is that we're looking at people, again, not as property and not as failed conquests um, 
and instead we're valuing them for who they are and what they bring to the, just this world in general, but certainly to us, but also what we can bring in their lives. So, you know, I had a situation with one of my friends where we originally met on a dating app and, you know, now just over the years, like we get deep fast. It's not, we don't do any pleasantry bullshit. How's work? How's this? What we like get deep fast. And this is someone I really care about. And, you know, for me personally, it was um, pretty uh, emotional and upsetting when at one point he told me that, you know, he couldn't have me in his life because his girlfriend wasn't comfortable with him, you know, talking to anybody he'd ever been involved with. And I remember thinking to myself is, I, I didn't understand how somebody could just reduce me to that. Like, we don't see each other physically in person. We live, you know, in different places. Um, you know, we've known each other. This is years. Like, this is like six plus years of knowing each other. And more than anything, it's like, I, you know, we didn't work out for a reason. <laughs> this isn't some misconnection. And I understand when you're on the outside and you're new to a relationship and maybe you have trauma or wounds with this kind of stuff where people have wronged you or have weaponized, you know, their um, their friendships, so to speak, as not um, anything that's threatening, but then they end up being backup plans or, you know, sneaky type situations. But it, it was um, it was pretty painful for me to have lost my friend because of the fact that we had a romantic past. And I can't begin to tell you how many times, thankfully him and I, you know, made up, he reached out and apologized, but I can't tell you how many male friends I've lost because of this. And I'm looking at it from the outside going, I have like, I'm, I don't want your, your partner. I don't want, I'm not, I'm, I'm good. Like I've, I have, seen their value and they have a value in a special place in my life but you can't just go to someone they're dating and be like hey by the way this is what you got to do and I'm I, you know I got to sell you on my friendship I can't do that I have to trust that my friend um, loves and covets me enough to be able to be like hey and, and it's also a good enough person in the relationship to be like hey listen like you want to do a group you know call you want to go get drinks like you want to do this like whatever that's fine to kind of destigmatize it and i do think that if we're just talking about um male female relationships right now like friendships um there is a lot of heat there um because people will minimize these friendships and i can't even begin to express how i how damaging i think that is because i'll tell you my best guy friends are like some of the most important people to me. They've helped me heal so much with a lot of the wounds I had um, from growing up. And more than anything, they're they're protective of me and they're they give me shit, but they're they're um, always candid with me and they bring a different energy in my life. I love having you know a, a balance of feminine and masculine energy in my life. And more than anything, I know that you know they care about me and that their intentions are just. At, to be my friends and, and to care about me and to respect me and like lift me up and shoot the shit with me. And that's a really safe place to have that. So it's not just that the, the men I know are people that I'm romantically involved with. So I think, you know, this kind of goes into the other side of the, the pipeline. Sometimes you haven't even hooked up with someone or been involved with someone. And those, those again, those friendships are really devalued or they're not prioritized. I, I feel that this is a kind of universal experience for a lot of women who have had a best guy friend, but you know, they can get in a relationship and it's like, bye bye to your friendship. That is it. Like they will not be present. And I think it's their job <laughs> to let whoever they're getting involved with know. Um, and again, this is, I, I do want to say this is typically for straight men. So sorry, I'm just kind of aiming at that today, but um, you know, 
it's their job to let the person they're involved with know, hey, this person's really valuable to me. And this is a this is a friendship that I cherish and that, you know, that I I will always keep close to my heart. And, you know, I get it when you're not single anymore. You can't go out and, you know, <laughs> do some of the shit that you did before. Um, but I, I do find there's like a lot of cowardice behind men kind of getting into relationships and like just basically like shoveling their their female close friends to the side it's like okay thanks for being the stand-in for the you know emotional support and attention and and whatever else affirmation validation I needed but now I've got like I've got someone so I don't really need you anymore so I think you know really what I'm getting at today is I don't I don't have specific direct advice I just want to normalize that this is a thing number one that people can be friends with those they've been interested in or maybe hooked up with or even dated right and all those boundaries that you set um, specifically for yourself or agree to with a partner um, who maybe has someone in their life in those circumstances, you do that and you honor yourself. And maybe it's not that you're going to be comfortable overnight, but you're willing to be like, hey, listen, I want to work through this. I want to understand why this doesn't you know, make me feel settled. And that's the start right there. I, I don't want it to be this hush hush thing where it's like, oh, well, yeah, I'm ashamed of this. It's like, no, dude. Yeah, we went on a freaking date and it sucked. And then we're like, I'm like, no, this is my bro, right? Uh, or we dated so long ago. Like, I fully believe that we have different lifetimes within our life. Sometimes I look at pictures of myself and watch videos of myself, and I genuinely don't really know who that person is. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm sorry. That was, that was so long ago, and there's so much irrelevancy to who I am now from what I was doing then in terms of maybe just my interests or the way I carried myself, my thoughts, my beliefs. Like, that's a part of growing. So you're telling me I shed that skin, quite literally. I shed that skin. I've outgrown the clothes I wore then. I've, you know, changed so many facets of my life and matured and evolved. And you're telling me that I have to be bound to a time in my life where I was involved with someone and then that's the permanence of that relationship. We were involved with each other. So no matter what, that we are completely different people now, that's all it'll ever be. I want to challenge that. I, I don't I don't think that that's correct. Uh, and, and more so over, I think that it causes a lot of problems and a lot of heartburn for those when they put people in these boxes. And I talk about this all the time on the podcast, like boxes will be the death of us. Putting someone in a box and saying, you're this and you're that, and this is where you sit and this is what everybody needs to do. It never works. We're never going to be able to control those things. Now, what I will say, if you are a person who does have backup plans or does have kind of sus intentions with your friends that you, from, you know, the opposite or same gender, depending on your sexuality, like, I would say, listen, I can't, I can't tell you specifically what you can do to work through some of that. Maybe some of that comes from a more like addictive cycle. Maybe it comes from trauma and pain where you, you feel security from that. Maybe it's an attention thing, whatever, you know, there's no judgment. But I will say is you're making it pretty damn hard for the rest of us who don't have those bad intentions. And what I will say is, you know, it, um, Check in with yourself and see maybe why why you're doing that. Check in with yourself and say, okay, why do I need to do this? Or why do I, why am I unable to put boundaries to people in my life and be like, okay, you are just my friend or you are just someone who I, I care about and I want to do well and leave it at that. Because it's always going to blow up in your face if you have, you know, if you're not fully invested in something, but the person that you are with 
believes that you are fully invested, I have this on my checklist. Oh, guys, I created this checklist. And it's the pre-date checklist. And this is basically side. Of course, it's going to come on. You guys, it's Tears of Clown. There's going to be a side tangent. Anyways, a pre-date checklist. If anybody wants to see it, I'd be happy to show you. Uh, and essentially, I'm going through. And one of the questions I have is, is there anybody who thinks they are in a relationship with you at this point in time? And this is one of those situations, right? It's like you really have one foot in, one foot out. And then you're creating a trauma. And you're creating a, 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 a really nasty experience for the person who's involved with you because now the next thing they go into they're going to carry those bags they're going to carry those chains they're going to be like well you know the last person i was with they said these were their friends and look what happened right which i've been in that place too so i've got to venture back out into the world again let's just please hope that i don't get um insulted by a random person on the street Maybe run into someone who has hurt my feelings, uh, get bullied into some other modification. I my hair is a lot shorter than I would have liked it to be. So, anyways, I'm <laughs> listen, listen. We got to keep going. And so today's story time is one of those ones that that hits and cuts deep. And more than anything, I think it's just a, a part of sharing my story. And if you can connect to part of this, I'm sorry. Um, if you can't, just try to make sure you are not that person. So this is the story of the guy, quote, best friend, unquote. I had a close guy friend and we hit it off and we were inseparable. So we spent so much time together, like all of our time together. And I would always call him my brother. He, I looked at him like a brother and we were growing up, you know, at early ages, like going to shows, just being little shits. We were always having fun. There was a lot of tears. There was a lot of long talks and more than anything, we just enjoyed life together. Like my favorite thing to do with him would be to drive in his car and we'd always ch chain smoke cigarettes and we would sing songs from like brand new albums and it was just special, it was sacred. And I just genuinely loved him as a person so deeply, so immensely and I was so incredibly loyal to him. And for years and years and years, that's what it was. It was me and him against the world. So eventually when I was attending a greater social event with our group of friends and I was told that he was in love with me, I was shocked. Um, I did not know what to do. I sat there and froze. I'll never forget while I was in the room having the conversation with my friends. Now, granted, I was younger and now I think I'd be able to pick up on those cues, but I really didn't know. I was in my own world and, you know, he was such a big part of my world, but I never fathomed that he actually had feelings for me. So when it was confirmed by two of my, you know, most trusted friends to this day, I kind of was a little scared, a little freaked out, but more than anything, kind of upset because I thought of all the times that we would lay on the couch and I'd fall asleep on him and all the times where I felt super comfortable change around him and stuff. And I know some people might be like, okay, well, you know, what do you expect? It's, it's a guy, right? It's a guy who like women, but I, I don't know. It didn't feel that way. It felt really innocent. So naturally the conversation did get brought up because I kind of found that he would be really kind of passive aggressive and hostile towards anybody I got involved with. And eventually it just had to be a conversation of, I know, and he admitted it to me. There was a lot of tears, everything else. Now from there, because he was such a close part of my life and someone that, you know, was very important to my family, to, you know, my world, um, 
I was getting a lot of pressure from the people we knew to be romantically involved with him. And they're like, just give it a shot. Just give it a shot. Go on a date with him. Do something. And I'm like, I couldn't wrap my head around going on a date with my best friend. Like, it was so weird to me. But I also felt like, you know, especially from the wisdom of my elders that I could be missing out on something. Maybe I'm maybe I'm stupid, right? Maybe maybe I'm young and, and reckless and I need to just try this because there's this secret feeling that I'm unaware of that I need to develop, I de- like a muscle I didn't have. So eventually I conceded and I, you know, went out with him and I tried for a couple days and I just was not into it. I'm like, I was grossed out almost. And it was nothing against him or his looks or anything else, but I, it just didn't feel right. It felt it felt like wrong and not in and not in like a wrong this is fun way it felt wrong like my body was physically rejecting the idea I was very anxious I had a pit in my stomach so eventually I had to have the conversation with him so we had a you know a bit of a bounce back but he was a big player so he was always dating girls always getting involved with girls and he eventually recovered I recovered so I get in a relationship fast forward with to date, the biggest douchebag I've ever dated, and I will say that with my entire chest, um, emotionally abusive, physically abusive, mentally abusive, um, just not a good person. And um, I was so, <laughs> I was so naive. I didn't realize a lot of what this person did. I didn't understand that he was cheating on me. I didn't understand he was manipulating me. And more than anything, I really didn't understand how, you know, how badly he was treating me but it was a time in my life where I just really wanted to move out of my parents house there was a lot going on there and I just liked him I'm like I have my cool hot boyfriend and I I was kind of unaware of what I was doing in that situation I didn't really know what I was getting myself into now mind you he was on steroids so he had a big temper I also believe that he was using he had told me he was clean I had not had involvement with someone in addiction before so this was my first experience with that and so there was just a lot of things going on and at first my best friend was not a fan he's like I don't like this guy I don't like the way he talks to you etc and I'm like well you know atypical like enabling partner I'm like just please like he just was having a bad day this time and that time and eventually they become homies so it's all of us together and we're like the three three stooges right we're always hanging out everything and at this point I figured you know my best friend had lost all his feelings for me and we're all good to go and so as the relationship worsened and the, the, you know, the few times of physical abuse came in, um, my best friend was eventually there, even though he had become really close with the guy I was with, to come and help pack up my stuff from his house. And so he's like holding me and he's, well, I'm crying and he's like, never, you're never going back to him, whatever, like, I love you, etc. We pack up all the shit. I say peace out to this loser and like, we go. And my best friend after that tells me again, like, hey, um, you know, I'm in love with you. And at this point, I'm like, I'm not even meant I can't even mentally do that. But more than anything, I, I really felt that I had established that like that was not going to be us. And I get it. Sometimes when you feel really strongly with someone, you can't shake it. But it was like we were so past that and it almost felt like he was being supportive of me and being the way he was because he had like this agenda that he wanted me and he, I'm the girl he never got I never slept with him right so he was like I want this so obviously we had a conversation eventually he started getting involved with someone and what I started noticing was there was a lot more distance there and this person he got involved with like really made me uncomfortable I just didn't like this person and I just thought 
I just didn't think she was a, uh, a great, a great gal. So we didn't connect. And, um, you know, there was a lot of parting going on, a lot of this, a lot of that. And there was still back and forth between me and my shitty ex. And eventually it just came to a head and I had to cut him out of my life because he was just terrible and I was ready to move on with my life. Now, what was interesting was while my best friend was kind of being a little more distant, he had moved into my ex's house, despite the fact that, you know, this guy had, you know, put hands on me, done all the stuff, whatever. And um, he's like, yeah, you know, he's just crazy, like whatever. But, you know, he's my boy. Obviously, you guys were together for a while. Like, and I, I didn't really like that, but I kind of felt like I don't, I don't know. I, I couldn't really say much. I hadn't really found my voice at that time, even though I was kind of angry. I felt a little bit betrayed. And what ended up happening was he's this girl that he started dating and my ex were hanging out with this other girl, this girl that my ex was cheating on me with. So they became like the four, like the four group, like it was the four of them. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. And I really felt like my friend was basically punishing me for not wanting to have been in a relationship with him. And more than anything, if it wasn't that, it was that he just saw me as this object, like as this thing that he wanted. And when he realized he couldn't have it, he kind of threw me to the curb. So I'll never forget the last time I saw him. We had this conversation and, you know, physically in person. And he's like, I'm going to be here for you. This breakup, everything else left. And we never saw each other again. And, you know, it was a huge hit on my family. They're wondering, you know, why is he not coming around? He's getting serious with this girl. And it was just, it was such a betrayal. And what I realized was, once he started getting serious with this girl, which he hadn't really, he hadn't been serious with anybody in all of our years of friendship. He dated, but nothing serious. It was like, I was the stand-in and I no longer had value to him anymore because of the fact that he had someone else to give him that attention, to give him that empathy, to give him that validation and, and that, all of that. And it was, it was really, you know, heartbreaking. So years later, I'm doing reflection and I'm, I'm trying to find myself had some confusing feelings we somehow get in contact and I basically tell him like I miss you maybe you were the right person for me and I think a lot of that was because I didn't have like the self-worth and value now so I was kind of lying to myself like I, I this betrayal I was overlooking and almost started blaming myself for it and and then questioning my gut and being like oh well maybe something right and I know this sounds like very uh melodramatic but you know I have this conversation with him and he's like yeah no I'm I'm still with you know so-and-so and this is like a thing and I'm like okay so I'm like, I'm just going to let this go. Like, we're clearly not going to be in each other's lives. A lot of, lot of years of heartache. And then after some years, I started doing the reflection. And what the reflection taught me was, you know, this person, um, while I have responsibility in everything I do, uh, essentially just kind of put me in this box. And when I didn't fulfill what he wanted out of putting me in the box he kind of just trashed me and I think that as a friend it's really important that you protect the people you love from uh shitty people and you are able to look past yourself and be there for them when you need to be there for them and granted we were a little bit younger but I just kind of felt like man it really put a bruise on having a best guy friend because I'm like is this what this is and I feel like so many people can relate specifically so many women that I know where they really got burned by you know a guy best friend in this kind of situation so I really realized at the end of it I was like I got fucked over he was supposed to be my best friend he's hanging out with my on again off again ex while he's actively cheating on me moved in with him they all shacked up together they're all besties and it was just not okay but get this 
I did get some resolve there because after that, of course, I felt so wronged. I'm like, how do all these people do this shit and get away with it? And there's no problem. And I'm the one who's sitting here sad and I'm the one that's alienated. Um, but you know, he, <laughs> I have to keep this really general, but he basically like dropped my name for something in, in my industry. And, um, I just found that so funny. We hadn't talked in years and he's talking about knowing me and whatever, almost like I would have given him a recommendation. I'm like, absolutely not never in your life and like good luck with whatever ventures you're gonna find but like as an adult now like you don't you don't get to do that you don't get to come back and be like oh we were just kids it was fine so um you know what I will say is those are that's one of those people I'm gonna always have to kind of work to forgive maybe not every day but as I think about it as you know old wounds come up um but more than anything I think what I realized there was like you really got to pressure test those kind of friendships and you really got to make sure that those people are down for you. And if they're not, just cut it and run, guys. I'm a firm believer that your friends should be your protectors. And sometimes being a friend is not a fun job. And sometimes <laughs> it is thankless. And other times, more than anything, um, we have to check our own emotions and our own wants and needs for the better of someone in our life. Now, it's important that we do prioritize ourselves. But, you know, people are not just these one dimensional beings. So if you find them attractive, that's all they are. Or you want something out of them, that's all you're gonna get. And I think it's important as we develop our friendships and um, keepsakes in general in our life, emotional keepsakes, should I say, that we are willing to see where we're at fault and we're able to grow. And more than anything, we can really dive into what's uncomfortable for us. And sometimes it's just as simple as saying, this is not the kind of people or person I want in my life or my partner's life. But other times it's looking more into yourself and understanding that there's a lot more that goes past the surface. Giving people a chance to show up in that way. So thank you for joining me all. I cannot wait to come next week with another episode. We're really more in the friends arena now. We talked about relationships a lot. Of course, everything's integrated. But please send me messages with anything you want me to cover. And I would love to. I will be back next week. And I'll miss you guys until then. This is Liv with Tears of a Clown, the podcast. And I'll talk to you real soon.